Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there with a special guest on the 93 WIBC hotline. Tommy Piggott, RNC Rapid Response Director. You can see some of his work on Twitter at RNC Research. Tommy, House Oversight Committee making some bold statements. You had James Comer coming out saying he thinks they have the votes for an impeachment inquiry. We've got some new emails that have been released. What's the latest? Well, the latest is that we're trying to get to the facts here. And ultimately what this discussion is about and what Speaker McCarthy has has, uh, really referenced is the fact that the Biden administration has been completely uh, obstructionist when it comes to releasing this data. And that's just unacceptable. And the House will leverage what authority and power it has to, under the Constitution, exercise its constitutional oversight capability. So that's where we are now. And you're right to point out that every single day more evidence comes out indicating and showing that Joe Biden uh, not only knew about what was going on with his family's shady business dealings, but was involved with his family's shady business dealings. And I even hesitate, honestly, to use the word business to describe them. Yeah, some of these emails that have now uh, been released by the Oversight Committee, I mean, it clearly shows Biden's vice presidential staff colluding with Hunter's business partners on the Burisma corruption media response they knew what they were doing was crooked according to these emails but they were also concerned about the media fallout that's exactly right i mean that shows that not only did they uh know what was going on they knew that it was inappropriate uh, and they knew that media would react negatively or at least the media should react negatively it really is astonishing you have an associate according to these emails of hunter biden's giving quotes to the white house for the white house Uh, excuse me, the vice president's office, for the vice president to use, his team to use in regards to the media. And Joe Biden, then vice president, signed off on those quotes himself. The flow of information here is astonishing. You have literally Hunter Biden's team dictating verbatim what Joe Biden and his team are going to say about Hunter and Burisma. It's astonishing. It's almost beyond collusion. It's almost like Hunter's calling the shots here when it comes to these family business dealings. It's astonishing. Uh, and And it's clear again and again and again that what Hunter was selling was Joe Biden. That's what Devin Archer testified to. That's what the emails show. And time and time again, it shows that the vice president's staff knew what was going on. And to, to, uh, as you said, they were colluding on how to how to really represent this issue to the media. And not to mention the emails, which is which is kind of the newest wrinkle in this whole thing. But I mean, Tommy, we have bank records. Uh, dozens of shell companies. Where was this money coming from? Where was it going? Who was it going to? I mean, what at one point, I think one of the names on one of these shell companies is like Biden's granddaughter at this point, which is it, it's it's obvious. What do these shell co- what do these LLCs do other than house money from China and uh, Ukraine and Romania and Russia? And, and to be honest, the Democrats aren't even really refuting that point. Yes. They've accepted that the bank records are showing those things. So that just shows how outrageous the Democrats, quote unquote, defense of Biden is. They keep on moving the goalposts here. The bank records are showing that money was flowing through these LLCs, over 20 of them, 
to Biden's family members and not even uh, Biden family members that were, weren't even really involved, like grandchildren. Were getting money. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's astonishing. I mean, it's, it's really, really uh, astonishing. And especially the fact that Democrats are refusing to follow up on all this, these issues. I, mean, I, I keep on thinking of like the movie, The Godfather or something here, where you have like a mafiosa operation, basically. It, it's like it, it, you, have, you have pseudonyms, you have code names, the big guy, you have LLCs, you have money moving through all these shady avenues. Uh, under accounts named under different people. It's almost like they're purposely trying to hide this money as much as possible because they knew it was illegitimate. That's what it looks like. That's the only explanation that's been offered. And Democrats so far have offered no legitimate reason why Joe Biden, his, his, his sons, his brothers, his grandchildren should be getting millions of dollars from really uh, uncredible people around the world. Tommy Piggott is our guest, RNC Rapid Response Director. Uh, Tommy, speaking of hiding, Joe Biden's re-election campaign has been basically nothing but him hiding on vacation this entire time. But this weekend, we're going to start seeing some re-election commercials, at least certain battleground states are. And the Joe Biden commercial is entitled War Zone. And the whole theme of it is how much he's doing for Ukraine. I just want to get your thoughts on Joe Biden's re-election commercials and battleground states being all about Ukraine. Yeah, I think he's really missing the mark on it. You know, the the ad is about him going to Ukraine. I thought it was notable that they can't make an ad of him going to East Palestine. They can't make an ad of him showing up there. They can't make an ad of him addressing uh, the toxic train disaster 217 days after it happened, over six months Later, he promised to go. You know, it, it, they can't make an ad of him going there because he's never gone. And that just shows that when it comes to really responding to these crises, uh, he, he's really behind the eight ball. It's not a priority for him. They can't show a video of him saying no comment to the survivors of the Maui wildfires. They can't show time and time again of, of him being on vacation. I mean, the ad is so missing the mark of who Americans see Joe Biden being as president. A president, like you said, who's on vacation and who really hasn't shown up when the American people need him to. Tommy, you have access to a lot of research and polling that the average person does not have. Where does Ukraine rank in terms of importance, even for Democrat voters? Because his commercial obviously is designed to lure in Democrat voters and maybe those moderates and independents and the people who just don't like Donald Trump. So what I'm getting at is, is this a winning strategy here? Is Ukraine something that is so important this is going to win people over? It's way down there in terms of the priorities of the American people. I mean, no one wants Vladimir Putin to have any sort of victory here. That's definitely the case. But when it comes to the crises ahead of the American people, they can barely afford to put gas in their car, food in their table, and afford rent. I mean, that's where the priorities of the American people lie. And for him, I think what this really is a reaction to are the growing, if there's a CNN poll recently that showed that uh, the vast majority of Americans have serious concerns about his ability to perform in office. They have serious concerns about his capacity. They have serious concerns about his ability to serve another term. And I think this ad was supposed to be like, hey, look, I went to this war zone. And I think the, the, the one response is already the sense that he hasn't shown up at American disasters. But I think the two other responses is I don't even think this argument's making the argument they think it is. I mean, he's basically bragging that on his tenure, Putin invaded Ukraine because he thought the U.S. was so weak. That on his tenure, we, I mean, we, the, our adversaries are on the march. I mean, that, that's the argument he's making here with this ad. It's just, it's astonishing to me. I mean, it, it, the, he's, he's bragging about the fact that the world is in chaos, that Europe's at war under his administration. And I think the second point is, 
almost everyone and their mother has gone to Ukraine at this point. I mean, think of all the actors that have gone. I mean, he's acting like he has vigor from this ad. It's not showing, uh, it's not dispelling the real obvious concerns, and I think the correct concerns Americans have about his ability to really serve as that concern. Yeah, I mean, when Randy Weingarten from the National, you know, the Teachers Union is going to visit Ukraine, it's just, at this point, it's sort of jumped the shark. And the other thing about this video uh, is this, or or this commercial, this war zone commercial with Biden, you know where else? It can't show him showing up. It's the southern border. Just real quick, I want your thoughts on uh, the, the, the footage of Mayor Adams of New York City, Tommy, yesterday bemoaning the uh, all the illegal immigrants showing up to New York City and basically saying the the quiet part out loud is that these illegal immigrants are ruining and destroying New York City. What do you think about that? Well, I think it's about time he realized that 7.2 million illegal border crossings in under three years is a national and humanitarian crisis. I mean, it's about time that they realize that. Uh, it, it kind of it, it shows the hypocrisy of Democrats. They're fine supporting these ideologically bankrupt positions, these policies, until they have to live with the consequences. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And, and I think it's telling that Biden's response to this is to float this remain in Texas policy where he's going to force illegal immigrants to remain in Texas. Wow. How about reinstating remain in Mexico instead? Yes. How about, you know, that, that's what he should be doing, not not putting further strain on communities of 10, 20, and 30,000 along the border. Even New York, 8 million people can't handle it. I, I think know. it's about time we change course. Tommy Piggott, RNC Rapid Response Director. Tommy, one more thing. Uh, you brought up gas prices earlier. This past week, we saw the White House Press Secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, come out and say that they're lowering gas prices. Hell, she was bragging about lowering gas prices. Anybody buying that, Tommy? <laughs> well, no one that's buying gas is actually buying that. Because it's just not true. I mean, it, it really is another example of, I think they struggle with definitions. I mean, that's the best case scenario where they don't know what these words actually mean that they're saying. Because generally lower, you, you would assume that the price is lower. You would assume that the price is less than it was a year ago. But if you look at the facts, the price of a gallon of gas is up compared to what it was at this time last year. And, and it's up about $1.40 per gallon from when Joe Biden took office. So that's nothing to brag about. And they've been people have been paying these prices for 850 days. So it's not just showing up to the gas tank once in one day. It's $3.80. You know, it's every single day you go, you're paying these outrageous prices, and it's a compounding effect again and again and again, draining your pocketbook. That's what Joe Biden's done with these gas prices. And for them to brag about it, uh, I mean, they either have no idea what they're talking about or they're purposely lying. And either way, we got to vote them out. That's an amazing stat you just threw out there. Gas prices have been above $3 a gallon for 850 days. And the Strategic Reserve has about 18 days left because when they were at their peak in terms of prices, the Biden administration tapped into the strategic reserve. That's amazing. Yeah, he played politics with it. I mean, it reminds me, they spend $2 trillion, and what do we get for it? Inflation. And they release all of the oil from our strategic reserve, and what do we get it? What do we get for it? Three dollars and eighty cents per gallon gas. I mean, they don't. There's no like cost benefit analysis here that they're performing. They're playing politics with our money, with our reserves. You're exactly right to point out only 18 days worth of supplies, and he's out there acting like he's making our country energy independent. In reality, it's the exact opposite. We're more vulnerable now to energy shocks than we've ever been because Joe Biden has played politics with our reserves in order to push his green energy agenda. And and ultimately, he can do that because he's not paying the price. Everyday Americans are paying the price. And again, that's the hypocrisy of liberal policies. They're fine pushing these policies as long as someone else is paying for it. 
Man, you bring up liberal policies. I mean, that's the oldest trick in the book, right? Because here in Indianapolis, it's a very blue city in a red state, Democrat mayor, very woke, soft prosecutor. The oldest trick in the book is they'll tell you, well, crime is down year to year. They didn't mention that last year was like a top five year of all time, and a couple <laughs> years ago was the all-time record. Like, they were in charge of that. You don't get to do a victory lap when it's not an all-time record. That's exactly right. It's like with his inflation stats. He's like, this is the lowest it's been in two years. Like, wait, 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 wait a minute. You, you were president two years ago. <laughs> They're actually higher than they were when you took office. I mean, it, it, that's, an exa- that's an excellent point. They, they almost make things so bad that when things get a little bit better, you know, they brag about it. And then when things get just as bad again, they claim that they had no responsibility. They did their best. Yeah, they, they take no responsibility. They play with the benchmarks. It's all about trying to manipulate their message because they really have no results to run on because the results are just so terrible. Tommy Piggott, RNC Rapid Response Director. Check out some of his work on Twitter at RNC Research. Tommy, we'll talk to you next week. Hey, thanks for having me on. Have a good weekend. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.